Matt McConkey, Dave Holmes, how's it going? Yeah, I, you know, I've just never been better. I've truly never been better. Um, it's a wonderful so time to be alive. So glad. We, we are recording this on the day of the first presidential debate. By the time it drops, we will know specifically nothing. what kind we will of know disaster it was. Nothing, nothing more than we already know, yeah. honestly. Yeah. This is one I'm not going to bring myself to watch. I, the VP yeah, debates, you better believe I'll be there You oh, know, God, yeah. live with popcorn. But yeah. this is going to be, you know, I, I'm sure, hopefully it will not be... Um, too too cringy. Um, yeah, yeah. I wish it didn't feel like fucking SummerSlam or whatever. It just feels like it's being billed as this like event. We're gonna take each other down, and it's like it, these things used to fucking be boring, and they're supposed to be boring, and I want them to be boring again. Yeah, I don't want it to be the sort of daughter and ah. old guy and the sort of uh, fucked up from birth old guy. Uh, yeah, and I I'm sort of the opposite. I am here for the full like body slam effect of it, but I don't have too much faith that that's what we're going to get. So I'll just wait for the sound bites after word. But but what else is going on? Uh, You know, we're we're, life, life, life is happening. Um, I am very, I wanted to uh, mention this on the show. I am. So dynasty typewriter, uh, great LA comedy theater, where I have done the Friday 40, we've all done numerous shows and seen numerous shows, Um, obviously cannot be open right now because there's no such thing as indoor entertainment. So they are, um, they're doing a little online university. Um, What? And uh, yeah, and a few of us are teaching classes. They they kind of piloted it over the summer with Brent Forrester, who was the... um, showrunner of uh, The Office, Space Force, and a whole bunch yes. of stuff. He did a, a pilot writing class that was uh, that went really well. So now they're expanding it a bit, and um, and Brent's coming back. Our first guest, Cameron Esposito, is doing a, a stand-up class. And I'm doing a, a class in, like, the personal uh, comedic essay. Uh, it's four weeks. It'll be on Wednesday evenings, 6 p.m., um, uh, California time. But if you're in a different time zone, if you can't make it, it will all be... Um, you'll have access to the to the tape and to the to the forums and all that kind of thing, and you can ask questions. Um, I am super duper excited about it because I'll get to kind of talk about what works for me as a writer and how to sort of how to quiet the who cares chorus in your head that keeps you from writing the the good fun yep. stuff um, and creating a routine and 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 all of that. And it's uh, it's it's been really fun to design so far. But I'm also going to have. Uh, special guests who are humorists and essayists and and whatnot um, are Eric Thomas, former uh, homophilia <sighs> guest, will be among Dream. them. Sarah Schaefer, whose uh, whose memoir Grand just came out. Uh, Joel Stein, um, who, by the way, I have intel that um, he and his wife and kid are just fully staying home over lockdown, and he has gotten jacked. Like that's his new project over the last few months mm. is just to get middle-aged guy super jacked, but he can't mm. leave the house. So we'll get to the bottom of that. Anyway, uh, it starts on October 7th, I believe, uh, Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. All the info will be on my Twitter and Instagram and, and whatnot. That uh, is so exciting. I didn't know you were doing fun. this. Wait, yeah. So Renee, our, our Renee has uh, dangled that she might be joining the class. Uh, that. She mentioned that. right before we started. And... I'm dying. So are you going to be giving people live feedback uh, yes. on the spot and the class well, is going to be reading each other's work? The thing or is, 
yeah, the the thing is, it'll be partially me, you know, talking over some tips and tricks and whatnot. Um, part will be Q and A with uh, other more successful uh, writers. Um, there will be uh, like a forum where students can sort of get together and read each other's work. There's also like a sort of like I don't want to say a VIP, but like a, a next tier up level where I will read and grade and all that kind of thing. But but um, which I'm gonna have to limit because you know you can't. Um, are you but, so? Are you going to be choose getting to choose who's who's VIP and who's not? No, 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 no. It's just no. a different price level. Oh, um, got it, got it, got it. Got so got it. all the details will are on the Dynasty website, which again will be on my Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. Um, but yeah, there will be assignments. We'll be reading some of my favorite things and things that I think work best um, that that other people have written, some that I've written, whatever. We'll kind of break down what makes things work. Um, and so reasonable. Exciting. And uh, and fun. So please join wherever in the world you are. Um, so that's that's my plug. That's that my plug. is I love that. Um, I, what else uh, is I want to join, you, but I. I, I uh, oh, God, I, I, I got nothing. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we watched the social dilemma. It's really good. It's depressing. Look, I, I'm, I'm tapped out on, yeah. on fresh takes on literally anything. Yeah. I am just, uh, yeah. The tank as Renee was saying is empty, yeah, but, sure. um, that, luckily we can lean on our great listeners to, Oh yeah. Send in their meet cutes. And oh, we have yeah. a, a one this week that is apparently on the longer side, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. hear this out. We're gonna let them have the floor and yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, uh, we're hearing you. this for the first time. Yep, let's roll them. Hey guys, so I've been debating whether I should share this story, but I think if he's out there listening, he would appreciate it. So this is my meet cute story. So I would say about. 12 years ago, my best friend was the manager of one of the gay softball teams in town. And due to ailing parents, I wasn't able to really show up and play, but I would show up whenever I could to support the team and kind of be the team cheerleader slash make appetizers slash send cards to people when they were hurt. You know, I was just the team spirit guy. And they always partied. And we'd always have a great holiday party, 4th of July, Labor Day, all of that. And we always had a great Christmas party. And the one thing that I always loved about the Christmas party was there was always a man named Daryl that showed up. Um, Daryl was about 10 years older than me. And we always seemed to hit it off in conversation. And I'd never dated anyone that older than me and was kind of intrigued. And... My best friend says to me, the manager of the team, says, you know, I've never really thought about that, but I think I'm going to play matchmaker. So we're having dinner in the kitchen and having appetizers. and Everyone's kind of in their respective little places. And we're opening a bottle of wine. And my friend Robert literally spills wine on my dress shirt. No one saw him do it, but it was literally one of those, whoops, look what I did. Oh, no, oh, you've no. got wine on your shirt, oh. which I didn't know he was intentionally doing at the time. And I freaked out because 
it was Christmas time. I wanted to look good for all the men and, you know, maybe find sure. some love, some action. Yes. And to my surprise, the guy I wanted, Daryl, says, I can help you out. Let's go downstairs. I know a trick to get it out of your shirt. And I said, oh. okay, great. It never occurred to me anything was going to happen, but we go down to the laundry room and he says to me, you do realize you're going to have to take the shirt off for me to wash it. And I said, well, you know, we're in the South. I don't have an undershirt on. I would suffocate. So I took my shirt off <laughs> and he proceeds to take club soda and some other mixture and clean my shirt. And he dries the little patch off with a hairdryer and he buttons my shirt back on me, tucks it back into my pants and kisses me on the cheek and said, maybe we can do that again without your best friend spilling wine all over you on purpose to get me to come to the basement with you. <laughs> Which led to many more dates, about four years of dating, I would say. Um, we did not stay together, unfortunately, but we're really good friends and have been friends for a long time now and talk at least once or twice a day. So oh. if anything, it taught me to take chances and you never know when someone else may be just as interested as you. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Well, oh. I tell you, it was naughty. It was nice. It was it all was, things. It was everything I needed. I love it. There were there. I mean, just the 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 choreography is impressive. Yes, yes. Uh, just the 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 uh, yeah. As you said, the levels. I did think that he was going to say that um, the trick to getting the stain out was jism. Jizz. Yeah, I, I was. You gonna, know, was, it that, seemed that, like we were headed there. Went as well, but I mean that would that would follow that would follow naturally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Few years of action and a good friendship that endures isn't—that's the dream scenario, isn't it? Yes. And you know what? If Daryl hears this and wants to to give us his side of the story, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Homophiliapod at gmail dot com. Lady D seventy three gave us a five star review. Says Matt and Dave have been a shining moment during these crazy times. Each week they bring a new guest and great stories to life. I love Dave's pop culture references. We've got it made. Listen, I could talk about that show all day long. Matt with his chain and full on MTTM look on Insta. So oh. glad I found this podcast. Keep it coming, guys. Lady D73, we promise. We, we sure will. And we're going to keep it coming. With an incredible guest this week, we oh have Rain Valdez. And yes. uh, Rain Valdez uh, just received her first primetime Emmy nomination for Outstanding Actress in a Short Form Comedy or Drama series for her lead role in Razor Tongue, which she created and she crowdfunded and she produced. You've also I seen mean. her on uh, Lopez. You've seen her on Transparent. Uh, our our she's a dear, dear friend, Kulop, introduced us to her. And yes, she's a dream. Love it. So enjoy Rain Valdez. We're back with Rain Valdez. Rain, how is it going? How are your spirits? How are you holding up? I'm doing good. I'm really happy. Um, it's been a busy week, so I'm a little tired today. A lot of press, a lot of 
interviews because of the Emmys. Um, but I feel great. Um, it's really hot outside, so trying to do my best to uh, not go outside as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm doing great. Spirits are up, and I'm really grateful um, to be healthy, specifically. I just had a COVID test. Um you know, so yeah, healthy and, and I'm happy. Thank you for asking. How are you guys? Uh, no, nose or cheek, I must ask. Nose. It was a little mm. invasive. But did you get to do it or did the nurse have to? The nurse did it. Yeah. I don't know that I could do that to myself. Um, yeah. You, you can. You can. You think so? Um, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I've, I've had to do it a couple of times. I didn't think I could do it either. And uh, By yourself? You know. Wow. Okay. Yeah, at the forum they were doing the drive-through at the forum, and that was the that was the thing. They, they hand you the thing, you roll up your window, and you do it. Oh, they made you do it. I didn't realize that. Mm. Okay. Yeah, wow. and it's a little more gentle, I think. Yeah, I I don't know that I could let someone else do it. I don't know that I have that level of trust with a stranger. I I rather she had done it than me. I I. I was afraid yeah. that I didn't want too far or, you know, like too far up. I, yeah, I was afraid of hurting myself. Yeah. <laughs> but then it takes a southbound turn. I thought that it would just poke the brain, but it actually goes sort of down, uh, which is, that was better for me. Okay. It's better. It all sounds bad to me. I've only done yeah, the cheek not, swab. It's great. I don't ever want to do it, but you have to in this day and age. I have to do it again tomorrow, apparently, because I, I start work on, Monday on this new new job, uh, this acting job, I have to do it every day, apparently. Um, so that okay. I'm not looking forward to that. And those are probably going to be rapid tests where that that you know right away before you go to set. Right, like the test today, I would know tonight, and then oh. the test tomorrow, I would know tomorrow night. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, and then I'll get another test on Monday, the day I get to set. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. That's how that's that's how it's going to be for a bit. Yeah, well, whatever gets us back to work. That's right. Right. Yeah. It's great that you've been busy. You know, I I think the less time we have to stare at the wall, it, the better for you know sanity purposes. Um, when you have had downtime during quarantine what's what's been sort of like a typical day in your life what's been the routine yeah that's a great question because i kind of had to make you know kind of have to redo my routine based on covid so i've been working out every day which is kind of amazing um and just doing home workouts uh all these youtube videos uh, Chloe Ting, she's like this YouTube instructor. She's got like millions of followers. Um, so uh, me and a friend of mine, we've been doing these challenges. They're like 28-day challenge, 25-day challenge. So we keep starting up a new challenge, and I'm on my fifth challenge. Um, so that, and then I started writing again, which is great, because um, I needed to catch up on some writing. And prior to COVID, I was too busy. And um, now I've was able to uh, finish my feature film. So I'm excited about that. And now now we're just kind of going in and pitching. And um, yeah, so that's been my, my main thing. I've been, I've been cooking um, a lot for myself too. I think everyone in COVID has been cooking. I uh, like that, that's mm-hmm. like everyone's new thing. But uh, yeah, for the most part, um, 
writing as much as I can and working out and cooking for myself, learning a bunch of vegan recipes. Cause I was kind of like vegetarian slash vegan. Like I was never really, I was like, just kind of like dipping in my toes and, you know, veganism. But now I feel like with the recipes that I'm learning, like I actually know what I can, I can make for myself. Um, mm. Oh so yeah. Just trying to use this time to learn as much as I can if possible. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of an introvert. So for me, it's, it's easy for me to like stay home. It's easy for mm. me to not want to go out. And I realize now that I'm sort of being forced to stay home and not go out as much. I didn't need to be going out as much as I, as I was. I didn't need to be attending as many events and networking and all that jazz as much as I was doing. Um, it didn't make me any more better as a human being or more talented or more smarter or anything like that um, necessarily. Um, so I'm realizing, you know, I, uh, even moving forward with, with, or moving forward after COVID, like I hope I take that energy with me that I don't have to do certain things if, if I don't feel like it. I'm, I have such respect for people who are using this time well. I had every intention. You know, I truly, I, I, I really felt like, okay, this is the, this is the break. This is like the time at home with everything in the world shut down that I've deep down been screaming for. I'm really going to fill it with great stuff. And no, no. I, I truly have it. So good on you. Either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Much more productive uh, than I've been. When we're not doing this, I will watch The Good Wife on my laptop in the office by day, and then I'll watch The Good Fight in the TV room at night. So just a lot of lawyer ladies fighting for justice. Yeah. Do you guys have, you guys have children? Do you guys have families? No. Oh, okay. I, I hear dogs too. I hear it's different for people with families because of the homeschooling situation where it's yeah. like, yeah, they're not, they're not able to, you know, um, create a, a routine that allows them to do what I do, which is basically just whatever I want almost. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I know a lot of my friends with kids who were, who were really strident about like, we're not like this kid is, this is not going to be a kid who stares at a screen, an iPad or a, a phone all day long. And wow. then like five months ago, it was like, here's, here's the phone. Go, yeah, just go here. Yeah. Just treat yourself, do something. Whatever different. you could do to survive at this point. Exactly. exactly. What are you watching? What am I watching? So Is there time. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, there's, there's a lot of time. I finished Shit's Creek. Uh, nice hilarious show um i finished veep and veep i actually saw years ago when it first came out but i didn't i didn't keep watching it i just i think i fell off after like two seasons since i was like i really like that show why did i why did i ever stop watching it so i i streamed that whole thing um loved it and um what else am i watching finished that oh now i'm watching i'm re-watching ugly buddy just because i wanted something fun and lighthearted. Um, so yeah, I'm watching that and Vanessa Williams as oh. well, I mean, later. Oh my gosh. She just slays in that role. Um, 
so yeah, so um, those are the things that I'm I'm currently watching. Well, I finished Shit's Creek and Veep, so now I'm looking for something something new to watch. Okay, Shit's yeah. Creek, very open, positive, queer affirming world. Veep, everybody it. hates each other and is awful to one another at all times. Exactly. You're, so you you're know, totally all over the place. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about the the Emmy nominated Razor Tongue. Um, how did you you created, wrote, directed uh, this series? What was the impetus for it, or what was the inspiration? So I wrote it a few years ago during the rising of Times Up, which is kind of how I met Kulop um, and a bunch of other women. And um, I was working on Transparent, uh, Amazon's Transparent at the time, and kind of found myself in the whirlwind of all that chaos when, when uh, you know, um, two of my friends uh, called out Jeffrey Tambor, um, our lead actor at the time. And so this probably more than two years ago, maybe three years ago uh, at this point. But um, anyway, I kind of was questioning my complacency just throughout my life here in LA, throughout my career, and how I didn't really value myself enough um, to speak up for myself or stand up for myself in certain situations. And um, that kind of made me angry. It kind of made me angry that I um, basically was complicit and participated in misogyny and discrimination and allowing myself to sort of be the victim in a way. Um, So when I woke up to that idea, I realized that um, I need to stop that. I need to stop treating myself um, like like I'm less than. I need to stop devaluing myself. And if anything, or if anyone ever puts me in a situation where I'm made to feel that way, I need to say something about it. And uh, that inspired me to write the character Belle that I play. Um, and I thought it would be fun uh, and entertaining and very empowering for women to have this character in every situation, kind of just comedically call people out. Um, and um, so that, that, that was the inspiration for it. And it was, it was, for me, it was sort of like, like writing is my way of dealing my, dealing with my emotions. It's very, it's a cathartic therapeutic thing for me. So I knew when I was writing it, I was writing it for the purpose of that to um, allow myself to heal. What I didn't realize is that it would lead me here. I knew that it would be like a fun character to play. I knew that it would be challenging and because it would require me to be very, they're very vulnerable and personal um, to uh, be in that role. Um, so I knew it would be like a fun, special experience um, that I would take for the rest of my life because we also crowdfunded the show. Um, but I, little did I know it would be like this special that I would it would lead me here with an Emmy nomination. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty much the inspiration for it. Did it? Did it? Did you find that you were doing? Sta- you were standing up for yourself uh, in real life because of because of the work, or did you kind of was it strictly on the page? 
<laughs> it's a little bit of both. I think the first episode was definitely based on a real dating experience where I just, I don't know, just something came over me. And I, at the end of the date, like I said something and I, I stood up for myself, but more often than not, um, Belle kind of represents that voice where um, like something would happen. I would be in a situation and I would have, I would have been made to feel uncomfortable, but then I walk and leave feeling uncomfortable. And it's not until I get into my car where I'm like, wait a minute, that shouldn't have happened. And I should have said this. And so for me, that's who Belle is. She's that voice where she gets to say those things in the moment. I rarely get to do that for myself. And um, I'm still navigating how to empower myself to continue to do that. Like I, I, sometimes it takes me a while to process things and I don't really think of, like it takes me some time to think about what I would have said or what shouldn't have been said um, until a little bit later. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Oh, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Where were you? Oh, go ahead. No, 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 you got. Oh, I, I just, I was just dying to know where, where you were and what, what was going on when the Emmy nomination came your way. So I was at home. Um, I was supposed to be working that day, uh, but it got canceled and rescheduled. So uh, my, uh, assistant slash producing coordinator that I work with was like, well, you know, they're announcing the Emmys today. You should watch it. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. Um, so it was like eight o'clock in the morning and, uh, I was watching, um, Tatiana Manslani, Laverne Cox and, uh, some other person, I can't remember his name, um, you know, announcing these big name categories. And then that was it. It was like 10 minutes of just like announcing all these like big name categories. Um, and I was like, that's it. And so I got ready to walk my dog, but then something stopped me and I was like, wait, I'm here. I just watched it. I should just go on their website and, you know, look it up. So I did. And I found this PDF that listed all of the categories, all of the nominations. And I was scrolling and scrolling and it was, I, it was like page 34. It, was, it took me forever to get there. I almost gave up. And then there it was. I saw my category, Outstanding Actress in a short form um, comedy or drama. And it was Anna Kendrick was the first name. And then Caitlin Olson was the second name. And then there was one more name. And then there was my name. And then there was one more name. And so I saw the names and then I saw my name and I just kind of like, oh, um, it was a little bit of an out-of-body experience because I was like, I know that name. It didn't quite hit. And then it wasn't until I read Rain Valdez, Razor Tongue, and now Ever Productions. It wasn't until I read those two things that I was like, holy shit. Um, and I think I just kind of, I was, I mean, I wish I was in shock. I was shaking. I started crying. Um, I didn't know what to do. I remember just like, what do, what do I do with myself? Like, should I walk my dog? Like, what do I do? Um, yeah. so I started texting my team, but at the same time, Kulop, Naomi, just like so many people were texting because they were like, oh my God, Rain, congratulations. Cause other people were seeing this that I was seeing, they were seeing this document. And, um, so the fact that I was getting texts like confirmed that what I was seeing was 
and not a hallucination. And, none. Yeah. Exactly. Because when you're by yourself, yeah. you just don't know. Like, am I like, am I hallucinating? You you really don't know. So for me, it was it was that with the text coming in, uh, congratulating me that I was like, okay, this is this is real. Um, so yeah, it was a very surreal uh, moment, and you know, it, it, you kind of see your whole life like flash before you i think maybe it's sort of like <laughs> i know people say that when they're you know about death like coming close to death <laughs> but for me uh this kind of like you know i just saw everything like all the decisions i've made in my life like you know um being in guam where i grew up and watching television and telling people that like i'm going to be an actress um, and people laughing at me for saying that and then moving to LA and like getting into an acting class and then, you know, still not seeing the kind of representation I wanted. So I was like, well, I'm going to start creating my own, my own work and, and I'm going to start playing the roles that I want to play. So all of those decisions just kind of like flashed before me and it made me realize that like everything I've done in my life was leading up to this nomination and that's for me that was like the moment of feeling really really proud and and of myself and of my community and really being proud of of you know not giving up in a way and really uh believing in myself because sometimes you're the only one that that can really take you to the stratosphere or take you to where you want to be. Um, yeah. there was a, it was a big day for me. That's huge. Yeah, I would say. Congratulations. You know, I'm, I'm, it's interesting to hear you talk about this stuff because, you know, the, the feeling of joy and pride in your accomplishment and achievement comes immediately as it should, because it's, it's huge. Um, but it's it's harder for you, and I re related to you when you said this. It's harder it's harder for me to engage with feelings of like um, hurt or anger or th situations in in which I need to stand up for myself. Because I think as any kind of minority, we like if we're offended or or if, if something happens that's not cool, we're like, did I imagine that? It, is it right for me in this moment to shut everything down and call it out? Do I want to be a party pooper? Is that going to make people mad at me? Like you go through this mental maze. And then, like mm -hmm. you said, it's like 10 minutes later and you're in your car and the whole thing's over and it's too late. You know, yeah, does that, does that make sense? I, I just, I'm, I, there's no question there. I'm just talking. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All of that. I think, I mean, you, you nailed it. It's that feeling of like, not wanting to be the party pooper, not wanting to be the disruptor, um, you know, right. uh, <clears throat> and, and, uh, and I don't know what that feeling, where, what incites that feeling, but I think it, a lot of it has to do with wanting to be liked and right. wanting to be seen as like a professional and wanting to be seen as someone you can work with. Um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, and because of my marginalization as, you know, an Asian American trans woman, um, there are certain risks that I can't do if I want to get to a certain place in my career. And so right. all that plays into your head. 
you don't want to make any enemies, right? Is is um, the thing that 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 you're taught very early on if you want to make it in the world and whatever. Um, but at the same time, if the system is unfair and um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I, 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 you know, I don't know how to put it in without, um, hmm. well, if the system is unfair, which it is, and you don't do anything to change it or stop it, then in a way you're participating and you're perpetuating the system. And for me, that's where I realized that I needed, I needed to do something differently. I'd love to hear a little bit about life before you realized you needed to do something differently. And like some of those, like, as you mentioned, the first um, episode of Razor Tongue is essentially a bad date in which your character does speak up for herself. Um, But I'm also curious about the, the your real life dating experiences and some of those what happened on some of those like bad dates that sent you you know to your car where you're going over it uh after the fact wishing you had said something differently yeah well so i mean if we go way way back which is at a time where i was living stealth meaning that i very low to zero disclosure of my gender history. I just wanted to be seen as a woman. I wanted to be treated as a woman. I, um, you know, and, 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 and so I was, wasn't really living a hundred percent to be honest. Um, and you know, uh, dates then were just a matter of like, is he someone I could, is he, is he funny? Is he someone I'm attracted to? Is he someone that, um, uh, you know, uh, values me as a woman. And back then my, my value as a woman is so different from what it is now. It was more about, you know, um, uh, I, I, I don't know. It had a lot to do. It had a lot to do with how, I look and how I'm presented to family and friends. So it was a lot of like performative behavior that I was doing back then. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really strange to think about that time right now. Um, because it's so not who I am, but it's, but it's such a great question because, um, it, it's, it's making me look back and realizing that I was a completely different person that allowed certain things to happen in my life. And I, I don't know that I would have, you know, I don't think, well, I, I know this, I know that I wasn't calling people out back then and I was just sort of like laughing things off or I would um, combat with a funnier joke, um, you know, to kind of, uh, be uh engaging or or be mysterious and you know um and keep them on their toes it was very it was very that it was very like me just trying to be like sexy and funny and likable and like the perfect girl as opposed to like really being myself um and 
I don't think that I was wrong to think that way. I think that's just how I was, that's just how I was taught to behave as, as, you know, as, um, society continues to perpetuate, um, what women are supposed to be doing, you know, fashion magazines, uh, for instance, you know, the makeup that we're supposed to be wearing, what hairstyles are in right now and things like that. It's, it's all to just for the male gaze. And my job was here to, you know, uh, perpetuate that as, as a woman. And, um, men were very quick to exoticize me. You know, the, where are you from narrative is something that I can never escape, um, because of, of my skin color and my dark hair and, you know, my, uh, prominent features, um, men have a tendency to, um, you know, fantasize and exoticize, uh, my identity and which kind of removes me, the human person from, from my shell and they don't ever really get to know the real me. And so in a way they're kind of dating the idea of who I am versus who I really am. And, um, that was something that even with razor tongue, I knew that that was something that I was going to be different. Um, when, once we get to episode three, you see Belle sort of like completely being who she is and telling him exactly what she thinks of him. She's like, you're an asshole. I'm whatever. And let's, yeah. And then they, they're still attracted to each other. Um, but back then, if I had done that, you know, I would have been called so many things, so many names. Um, you know? Yeah. You're trained to center their experience and their satisfaction. Absolutely. Exactly. What is your dating life like these days? (laughs) Oh my God. Very good question. I mean, it's pretty non-existent at this point because I've been very, very careful uh, because of COVID. Um, and you know, I've talking to a few guys and, you know, I make sure if, if anything, if there's a, it gets to a point where we're getting together that they're, you know, that they're being careful too. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's really, I think it's really tricky. Um, and I do really well in person like I don't like I just I real I fail at apps. I don't know why. I just it just doesn't really work for me. But if you meet me in person, like you know, like it's it's all great. And so that's been really really hard because I have to sort of meet people through the app now, and they're not great for women, first of all. Um, sure. And and um, yeah, and so it's it's something that I'm I'm nav- I'm currently navigating just how do I let these people in to who I really am and what I'm all about without having to offer so much and still protecting myself. Uh, but at the same time, not allowing myself to, uh, do any type of performative behavior for the sake of like having a conversation with someone, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been tricky. But it's, you know, a good low impact time to experiment with these kinds of things, you know, because it's, we really, 
mostly can't be together now. So I don't know. It's um, yeah. You can work on the uh, the one the app one liners. Yeah, I've been on a few like Zoom date type of situation, and they they were actually like. It was actually, I mean, the few that I went on were, were, were actually fun. Um, like he had his meal prepared. I had mine and we kind of ate and, and drank like, you know, together. So that was cute. And then. Uh, it never occurred to me to do that. That's such yeah. a cool idea. That's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's such a good idea. It was really fun. And, uh, and it did feel like I was on a date. but just at the comfort of my own home. Um, And the nice thing about it too, it's like, you just end it whenever. (laughs) And you could just be like, okay, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like, yeah. um, but it does get tiring in a sense that like, just having a screen in front of you, um, for some reason I get really exhausted really quickly um, uh, uh, with Zoom, you know, interactions. Um, so, so there's that and, um, yeah, but sometimes, but you know, I'm such a physical person though. Like, even though I'm an introvert, like, like I like, like I like being, I mean, who doesn't, right? Who doesn't, we're physical human beings. We're human beings. We have to be physical. So for me, it's like just my eyes, like I want, I want to see everything. Like I want to see their eyes. I want to see their, their biceps. I want to see their, their their chest, what they're wearing, their jeans, their legs in the jeans. Like I want to see everything. And so on a zoom date, like you can't really see any of that. Um, unless you ask them to like, you know, hand down, please. Like, yeah. (laughs) You like pan the camera. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah. So for me, I miss that. I miss, I miss those types of interactions. Do you think that any of these guys you've done a Zoom date with will get a second date? Um, one of them did get a second date, and one hasn't. Um, hasn't, and I, the one who did get a second date, I don't know. I don't know that it would go any further than that. You were not heartbroken that it didn't get a second date. In other words, no. Okay, good. No, in, in the uh, in the the culture that you consumed growing up, did you did you see any representation? Did you get any even like indirect representation? Where who were your idols and icons? Not directly, but um, okay. indirectly, there's there's a ton of them. Um, you know, I grew up watching uh, Ali McBeal. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Julie Roberts, Sandra Bullock. Alan McBeal was a huge one for me because it was such a diverse cast. And, um, you know, prior to Alan McBeal, all the trans characters that I saw on film and TV were butt of the jokes. They were being shamed for being trans. Um, they were vilified and, um, Alan McBeal had Lisa Edelstein, who was a fabulous actress, play a trans woman. And uh, she humanized her. And um, all the other characters, like Allie, who's played by Calista Flockhart, and 
Ling, who's played by Lucy Liu, they would correct people whenever someone would try to misgender her. And that changed my life in a way. I was like, it blew my mind. Like these women were protecting this trans woman and telling people, no, that's a she, she's a woman. And um, it made me appreciate the, the show so much more. And it made me realize that there is hope for, for uh, trans women like myself. Um, and it was also the first show ever to have a gender, gender neutral bathroom. And um, that was mind blowing for me too. Um, but, you know, I always kind of saw myself as like a lead, you know, which is why I create, you know, Razor Tongue and, and Ryan's because I was like, I'm a lead actress. Like I'm Audrey Hepburn. I'm Sandra Bullock. I'm Julia Roberts. And whenever I saw these women on TV, I saw myself like I like, okay, I'm not a white woman, but like I, I saw myself in the, in those roles. I, I, you know, I'm beautiful. I'm attractive. I'm funny. And, you know, I'm a high powered lawyer. I'm a food critic, you know, whatever their, their random jobs were. I would, I wanted to, I wanted all of that. And, um, because I, I value myself as, uh, a woman in a sense that like, if, if cis women get to be treated and seen as grand prize, well, I should be treated that way too. I should be seen that way too. So it's, but it, I think it starts with you, which is really hard for the women, the trans women or anyone in my community to do because the world is constantly telling us that we're at the bottom of the barrel. Um, and so it's, it, 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 it's really hard. And it's, I think why I think I do what I do is because I, I want to show that we don't have to be that, you know, I truly believe that we, we can be grand prize just as, just as these women that, that we admire and that we look up to, like we can be them. Yes. When, when this is all over, when the world returns to normal, whatever that means, what's the thing that you're most looking forward to doing? I'm looking forward to traveling more. I was supposed to be traveling this year. Uh, my birthday was a few weeks ago, the beginning of August. And I, Happy early, birthday. thank you. And what early, a terrible time for it. I know. And early in January, I was like, I'm going to go to Paris. I'm going to go to London. Like I had all these plans. Um, and, you know, needless to say, none of that happened. But um, so, yeah, so now I'm like, this is, it's waking me up to a lot of things of like, um, you know, like not waiting uh, around and just like, just doing the thing that you want to do. So I, I am looking to like traveling more. I want to see, I want to go back to Guam and see my family. That's something that I've been putting off for so long. And um you know, you get so tied to your job and your, your identity, uh, your, you know, becomes like so intertwined with, with what you do. And so for me, it, it was hard to do anything that wasn't acting related or writing related or producing related because that's who I, that's who I, that's who I was, that's who I am. But then COVID made me realize that's not all I have to be 
or, or can be or will be. Um, so yeah, I, I am looking forward to just spending more time with family and traveling. I want to go to Paris and, you know, um, do that whole thing. How, how are the Emmys going to be done this year? Do you, have you been given any guidance on that? A little bit. Yes. Uh, it is virtual. So we'll be, uh-huh. we'll all be at home. Um, I think we all had to pre-record our acceptance speech, which was hilarious. Um, oh, and, wow. Yeah. And I think I could say that because I think deadline, I think it's on, on a deadline article. Um, but I, I, so I had to record mine and then I guess they'll play the winner and they'll trash, you know, all the ones who didn't win. Um, which is so cruel, but, um, that's extremely cruel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a very different experience. That's for sure. So odd that you would have to, as an actress, have to like imagine and tap into the idea of really winning and, and, and experience it that way, as opposed to what everybody else gets to do, which is just actually experience it and act accordingly. Yeah. 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 It was at first I was like, what I have to, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm just trying to celebrate my nomination. But as I did the video, it like, it wasn't hard to like, pretend right. on. like it, it wasn't hard at all. It was like, Oh, okay. This is like, you are like, yeah. Like in my head, it's like, we're all winners. You know, it's like, it's not hard for me to pretend that I actually, one um, that's true and the fact that you are even making the video is so meaningful because it says so much about how how far you've gotten yeah yeah it was very meaningful and um uh the the fact that i'm even here you know just it's it's still it still gets me it really does you belong here that's right um we're wishing you the best, best luck for a win. I hope that video gets played. And yeah, we're going to see it. So, yep. We'll be watching uh, with bated breath. And we, uh, we're such fans. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. It's really fun. I'm, I'm glad um, I got to meet you guys and chat. This is great. Thank you for having me. Well, Matt, we've come to the end of another episode. Dave, 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 Dave. Thank you for being here with me, giving me a reason to live. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts with five stars only, of course. Thank you to Renee Colvert with a T. Mm-hmm. Our, our producer, thank you to Ryan Connor, our engineer. Thank you to everybody at Earwolf. Uh-huh. Thank um, you, Ben Wise, for the music. And thank you, listener, for listening. Uh, Tell a friend. Leave a review. We love you. Mm